Holy shit, is that Derrick Henry? Dude, I'm going to go challenge him to a game of beer pong. He came in wearing this jean jacket vest and these bright blue jean pants. And I was like, all right, like straight out of the 80s. He took that jean jacket off and we just started playing beer pong. And it was a good time. We just played a couple rounds of beer pong. What kind of beer does Derrick Henry drink? Well, that night I can tell you. Welcome to The Flex. Now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Kevin Price. On this week, former middleweight champion of the world, Jake LaMotta, passed away at the age of 99. And if you've never seen Raging Bull starring Robert De Niro playing the role of Jake LaMotta, go check it out. Great movie, even though it's in black and white, still solid, and I think it's one of Martin Scorsese's best. And to be honest, man, I'm surprised LaMotta lived beyond 49, let alone 99, with that dude's lifestyle. Anyways, pleased to be joined by Kevin Price, who joins us from New York, where he is covering the Jets and Dolphins game this weekend. Kevin, how you doing, brother? I'm doing all right, man. It's it's good to be on the show. Absolutely, man. It's been a while since we caught up, man. Um, I did get together with you in July for a little bit. Had a good time up there in uh, Panama City. And uh, man, I got to say real quick, man, one of my favorite memories of you was at Marissa's wedding, and. The whole family there was trying to find find you to take pictures, and you were upstairs banging one of the bridesmaids, man. <laughs> that was priceless. Yeah. That's legendary, man. That's Hall of Fame stuff right there, man. Yeah. Appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Quit playing with your dinghy. Oh, man. We got a lot of stuff on the show today, guys. We're going to kick it off some NFL news. Also got your starts and sits of the week. Got some... Um, Daily plays of the week to get into, the uh, upset bet of the week. We're going to cover some of the point spreads. And yeah, we're going to help you guys win your week three. So let's kick it off with some NFL news. NFL news. And uh, I want to start with the tight end position, man. Uh, tight end was the position I felt going into 2017 was pretty deep. And dude, now tight ends are dropping like 15-year-old girls' panties at a Bieber concert, man. I mean, it's getting ridiculous. You know, we got Rob Gronkowski who, you know, injured himself against the Saints in week two. You got Jimmy Graham who's been struggling and uh, he's dealing with some stuff as well. Just all across across the board, man, there's just been injuries, especially to the tight end position. And dude, let me tell you right now, man, some of these NFL injuries just got their fantasy owners like this. Oh, my pretty little team. I love you. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> So let me ask you real quick, Kevin. Are there any deep sleeper tight ends on your radar that you like from a fantasy standpoint going forward? Yeah, I mean, like like you were saying, tight ends kind of like a position I felt like was deep during the draft. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I waited a little bit, obviously, to pick some of mine up. You've got Gronk, you've got Graham, Olsen, uh, Ebron, Hooper. Now you're looking at like Ben Watson, essentially. Uh, so going in there, you, you've got so pickups this week, I think, really would focus around people like Ben Watson. Personally, in my in our money league, Hooper, you know, he's solid. He's kind of hit or miss um, you know, as far as this season's gone so far. 
but um, you know, there there just aren't enough options for people to really consider in their line. I just don't think it was anything that people were expecting to happen. So many injuries, you know. Oh, well said, man. Because I was complaining just uh, earlier this week when Jeff and I were doing the show here, and um, you know, I was kind of complaining how in one of our leagues I got stuck with David and Joku, Cleveland Browns rookie tight end as my starting tight end, the only tight end I had on my roster because I waited a little bit too long because in round 12 or 13, I believe it was, there was a run on tight ends and I was kind of left with slim pickings. But uh, I, I kind of agree with you, man. I'm, I kind of like Ben Watson for PPR leagues going forward. I mean, Joe Flacco, you know, has been known to target the tight ends. I mean, when Dennis Pitta was there, even before him, he had Todd Heap. So, yeah, I, yeah, I kind of like Watson in PPR formats. And believe it or not, I'm kind of liking Njoku now, you know. Caught his first NFL touchdown last week. Uh, for standard leagues, I like Eric Ebron, a guy that you uh, mentioned real quick. Austin Hooper as well. I think I think Hooper is probably the most inconsistent out of the, out of the four that I just named here. But I think he does provide, you know, a boom type of play. I think he can be a boom tight end. It's just... The frustration of knowing when to play and when to sit him. He's really matchup dependent, I believe. Yeah, that's that's an issue you find with any of these players, though. Too, you never really know when they're going to boom, when they're going to have big games, or you know, I mean, you you can draft the the best player, you know, and they could have a terrible game against Cleveland. You know, it, that that shit will happen to you. Yeah, that's true, man. That's true. At least expect it for sure. <laughs> yeah, man. And uh, moving on to some other NFL news, and uh, we're talking more injuries, man. Uh, Jordy Nelson. You know, he left uh, Monday night's game against Atlanta with a quad injury, and Jordy Nelson owners can breathe a huge sigh of relief, man, after the latest news reveals the quad injury is not that serious, and Jordy is going to play in week three. How do you think he's going to fare in week three there? I think Jordy's consistent, man. He's he's definitely, you know, Aaron Rodgers' main pass option. They've got that chemistry. You know, I, I don't think that's going to be an issue. He's bounced back before. I think this is going to be, you know, he's he's in it to win it. I think he's going to go strong from here on out, too. He, he always has. Yeah, I like him, man. And uh, I'm going to hit on Jordy's projections when we get into the, uh, the Green Bay game coming up later in the show. But uh, some other news, man, that I found really interesting comes out of Dallas where Jerry Jones may have leaked some unreleased or unreported information on Dak Prescott, who I guess apparently is dealing with an ankle injury. So with Jerry kind of releasing that little tidbit of information there, do you think Dak's ankle injury gives you any, uh, well, does it give you any cause for concern heading into Monday night's matchup in Arizona? That's that's a big one, man. I mean, Dak's, Dak's the starter. I don't think anybody would have seen a future for the Cowboys without Dak leading it right now. Um, you know, earlier in the season, we dealt with Zeke. We dealt with his issues with his, uh, his their ongoing trial and stuff. So we've all considered, really, the, the idea of losing Zeke. So when it comes to Dak Prescott, you know, everybody thought that he was going to be there long term. That's not really an issue people were thinking of, you know, going on later into the season. So... Um, you know, it, it may affect his gameplay. You know, and an ankle injury is not, you know, it's his mobility. Dax Dak's pretty mobile when it comes to passing and stuff like that. He he kind of he works it a little bit in there, but um, you know, it's just it's definitely something to watch for fantasy owners that actually picked him up. Um, well, well, I'm I'm glad you mentioned the mobility because you know that's what I um, am concerned with in that Arizona game this uh, this upcoming Monday night because. 
Arizona's got a pretty good defense, and Chandler Jones yeah, for sure. know, is a hell of a pass rusher. And if Dak's mobility is limited based on the ankle injury. Yeah, he's not going to be able to get away from those those circumstances. But yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, man. Yep. I think it's going to be a rough go for uh, the Cowboys on Monday night. And it's not like they, can, you know, they can't call up Tony Romo and ask him to come back because after uh, <laughs> last week, yeah. Saints-Patriots games, it seems like all the NFL fans are just jerking it to Romo how good he is. You know, up in the broadcast booth, and I don't disagree. I think Roma did a hell of a job. Uh, a little too analytical, maybe on something on some aspects of it, but uh, overall, he did really well, and he's not coming back. That so. kind of comes with Romo too, though. I, I may be a little bit biased, um, you know, just just kind of watching Romo a little bit. But he he's he tries a little bit too hard when it comes to the analytics. I think he was good. You know what? I I liked him a, a little bit going in there, but. I, yeah, he, he definitely, he kind of seems, he's like that college or high school kid know-it-all in class. Everybody's like, we understand, you you get the game. You've played it for, I don't know how long, since I was under, yeah, like growing up in my early life, you know? Yeah. But you're, you're going to know how the game goes at that point. But yeah, definitely. I, you know, going back on Dak, though, I, I think that's that's a big issue for the Cowboys. If they if they lose him, that's, that's going to be huge. Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to get into more on the Dak and the Cowboys going against the Cardinals later on in the show. But uh, let's kick things off with the um, the Ravens and Jaguars who are kicking off Sunday morning at 9.30 from London. Time for Stardom and Settem. And the Ravens are favored by three and a half. And for Jacksonville, you know, they're practically losing a home game, but nobody goes to their home games in Jacksonville anyway. So what's, the, what's really the difference, really? But... Uh, you know, both defenses appear to be very strong in 2017, despite Jacksonville's ass whooping by the Tennessee Titans in Week Two. Who are you comfortable with starting? You know, between these two teams, like for this weekend. Yeah, well, it's different. You know, you've got you've got Jacksonville. The Jags are pretty solid. I like their run game right now. I think Fournette, especially as a rookie, has kind of been crushing it on that front. Um, you know, honestly, I do think the Ravens might pull it out. Uh, I'm going to give it to them. I think Jacksonville has a solid run game, but I think the Ravens defense is going to be able to, you know, intervene on most of those, most of those issues, especially this week. You've got Fournette. He's good. He's good. He's fast. He's a rookie. He's young, you know, but they're, they're going to be expecting that. I think they'll have practice for it. I think they'll know what's coming and they'll be able to kind of work around that. Um, As far as the Ravens go too, though, man, you know, you've got Flacco, you've got Ben Watson tearing it up last week. Um, Mike Wallace. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy, man. You know, for a fucking 36-year-old, pardon, pardon my French. Sorry. I, you know, good. you just, you don't expect, you don't expect them to to be able to keep it up at that age. But it's it's possible, you know. It's it's definitely something that if consistently, that might be another good tight end pickup for any of our, our listeners or anything like that, you know. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with you 100%. Um, now, I, I do like Fournette. You know, just touching on him real quick. I think he's in for, uh, you know, some tough treading, though, going up against Baltimore in their defense. Um, you know, through the first two weeks of the season, Fournette's yards per carry have been pretty pretty disappointing, I'd say. But you can't really blame him because the defenses are stacking that box because Blake Bortles is just friggin' awful right now, you know? Yeah. And Allen Robinson going out for the season. I mean, that offense is going to be really tough. And, you know, to be honest... If I'm in a redraft league, whether it be standard or PPR, I may want to sell on Fournette high right now and see what I can get in return because I just don't know how sustainable that is with uh, him getting close to 30 carries, 30 touches a game. And, 
you know, him just his, his yards per carry just be, being so low. I mean, I, for, at this point, I think Fournette is pretty much touchdown dependent, and he's still got high value right now. I'm just not I'm, I'm just not sold on it. Um, you know, going forward through the season with with um, that just the way the offense operates right now. Now we know. Uh, you know that Flacco does love the tight end position, and uh, like you said, I think Ben Watson could be a great uh, play in PPR leagues for sure. Uh, last year, I kind of thought maybe it was a little fluky with him in New Orleans. He kind of came out of nowhere. Now, when Watson came out of, of college, I believe it was in Georgia, is where he went to school, and he was drafted by the Patriots, uh, first round, 32nd overall, I believe, and he had the upside of Gronk pretty much. I mean, people thought he was going to be like an offensive threat. And it never really worked out for him in New England or anywhere else for that matter until his age 35 season in New Orleans last year, which I think everybody kind of thought was just, um, you know, just kind of a, uh, a fluky type deal. You know, yeah. I mean, playing with Drew Brees and Joe Flacco is no Drew Brees, but Joe Flacco and that offense, the way it's run, you know, they target the tight end. So I think Watson could be uh, a pretty decent ad, especially in PPR leagues. Um, what about Mike Wallace? Because this is a guy who some people are having a hard time let go of, man. Is it time to cut bait with Mike Wallace, or are you holding on to him for a little bit longer, see if he turns around? You know, with Wallace, um, he's he's got experience. You know, he's 31. I think he's good. He's This season, actually, particularly, I think they have so many other options with Watson picking up, you know, what he's been what he's been laying down, sort of. They've got Buck Allen now they're working with. Um it's it's horrible about that that woodhead um, injury for sure, but I mean Buck Allen's kind of filled in nicely. I think that they're going to carry the brunt of the work. I don't think that Wallace will receive or uh, you know get as many passes or whatever his way. Um, you know he's he's getting older. It, it's kind of I think he's more of a boomer bust situation. He may have a few games where you know they pass him the ball to get the touchdown, that kind of issue. But I don't think that. I think that if you're dependent on Mike Wallace to get touchdowns, you probably need to dig a little deeper in your bench and see, you know, if you have any better options. Yeah, I agree. I got to agree, agree with you because, I mean, as of right now, I think Mike Wallace is nothing more than a risky daily play. You know, until we actually see it on the field, I can't start him until I see some actual, you know, proof of a turnaround. But as far as the running, running game with uh, Javorius Buck Allen and you got Terrence West, I like Allen too, and especially in PPR. I mean, Buck Allen is a, you know, he's, he's a true three down back. He's not an elite back by any means, but he is definitely serviceable. I think he's a, a low end RB2. Uh, I think he's a solid flex play in PPR as well. For standard leagues, I'm a little hesitant. I think he's a, I think he's still a decent flex play, but that Jacksonville defense, despite what happened last week, I think there, there's just so much talent on that defense that, um, you know, I, I'd be a little hesitant to start anybody on uh, the Ravens offense this week. I, I do agree with that. I do think, though, that I don't know, like I, I kind of disagree on the, the running back front a little bit. I think with Woodhead out, um, if you look at all the targets that the Ravens have, like when it comes to it, you've got Mike Wallace, you've got Ben Watson. You know, what's the common denominator? They're both old as fuck, you know, like they're they're. They're not going to be moving as fast. I think they kind of wanted to establish their run game um, a little bit more predominantly, like throughout the season. Uh, it's going to be difficult for sure against you know Jacksonville a little bit, but I think Buck Allen's kind of this week. I'm I'm betting he's he's going to have another good week. Uh, I'm I'm just going to 
go out on a limb kind of and say that. <laughs> no, I agree. I, I think I think Buck Allen could end up could finish with five or six catches. So in yeah, PPR, I think he's possible. definitely going to be serviceable. I think he'll Absolutely, get you at least yeah. at least eleven or twelve points in PPR leagues. Um, now on the Jacksonville side of the ball, let's see on the receivers. You got uh, obviously Allen Robinson out for the year. Uh, which who which which wide receiver would you rather own uh, going forward, Marquise Lee or Allen Hearns? And would you be willing to start either one of them? this week against Baltimore you know what personally I have picked up Hearns I've I'm playing I'm in five leagues this year which you know is is kind of it's a little bit over for for me who's you know only been in it for a few years by now it's it's a little bit much but in three of my leagues so in more than half of my leagues I've picked up Alan Hearns I think with uh, Robinson out he's gonna he's gonna get more volume you know on on both ends they're both gonna get more volume um but I definitely think that he has more potential to to get the touchdowns to to get some more yards in. You know, it's it's kind of uh, it's a tricky it's a tricky kind of guess situation. But I think Alan Hearns kind of shows that he's got more potential when it comes to that. That's that's just my take on it, though. I don't know if you have anything else. Yeah, no, I I, I tend to agree with you on that as well. I, I love Alan Hearns. No, let me rephrase. I do not love Alan Hearns. Um, <laughs> I like Alan Hearns uh, as a wide receiver for. Uh, wide receiver three depending on the matchup in standard and mark easley i kind of like as a low-end flex for ppr but um yeah i think both of them are definitely matchup dependent and i wouldn't start either one of them this week now moving on to the uh the denver broncos oh real quick so who do you have winning that game the ravens or the jets